so Nick, this isn't Russian tea, I'm afraid. This is just general. Well, I'm not, I was going to say British tea. It's probably from Sri Lanka or somewhere. But you I'm mean not, English breakfast? English breakfast tea. English. I'm, not, I'm not sure if Russian tea is actually from Russia. I, I, well, yeah, Russian caravan is the stuff that that I get that we had last week um, or the week before that, where uh, where we don't have any milk in it and um, have it in our lovely communistical mugs. But uh, this is for the for the listener. We're drinking this out of standard China mugs. Yeah, and it's proper British tea. Yes. So Nick, welcome back. You've been uh, away. I have. So where I have was, you been? I went on a holiday last week to Switzerland. Ah, uh, and uh, so, so one of us left the EU. I, I, as I said to you in advance, <laughs> on the twelfth of April, I will be outside of the EU, even if you're not. Uh, but yes, I visited a country in Europe that wasn't in the EU, and everything was fine. Does such a thing exist? It, it do you know what? It was fine, and um, I mean there were cliff edges <laughs> that I was walking along. <laughs> But I didn't feel like I was going to tumble over because I wasn't in the EU uh, and, and, and uh, crash out. Uh, no, uh, in, in all seriousness, uh, it, was a, it was a lovely week and it's a lovely place. It is very expensive. But as I've been saying to people, that's because it's a successful place. And uh, it, talking about the statistics of Switzerland, it's the, it's the second richest country per person. I mean, but only after Luxembourg, which, you know, is it really a country anyway? Uh, so it's 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 a it's a great place, um, and it's very interesting. I don't have all the details about the way they they're governed, which we should talk about at some point. But you know our our hostesses um, that we stayed with, uh, friends of Caroline, um, uh, they they were I mean it, it, immediately saying, well, why on earth would you want to be in the EU in the first place? <laughs> Even though apparently, and this is the and that is very much the majority opinion of Switzerland, obviously. But apparently, there is a minority in Switzerland that wants to join the EU. Well, they're, they're going to be your, your Ken Clarks or equivalents of they? Switzerland, yeah, who just want to want to join no matter what, um, without yeah. really thinking it through. Yeah, but it was really interesting. Went to uh, went to Bern. Uh, I've got photographs of the uh, of the what they call it the Federal Palace. So this is the equivalent of the of the Houses of Parliament. Uh, it's awesome buildings and stuff. So you get to see the government, see the government department stuff, central bank. I mean, obviously, I saw a lot of cuckoo clocks and all that kind of stuff, and I've eaten a lot of chocolate. Um, but but Switzerland's good. And I have brought back for you, as is customary, a little gift. It's only tiny. Oh wow! Thank in you. In a little bag. Oh, it is tiny. This uh, Swiss wrapping paper. Yeah, it's got it's got a cross on it and a cow. <laughs> Oh, it's a little, it's a, a Victorinox Swiss Army pin. Yes. Oh, thank you very much. It'll go well with my Swiss Army knife. Yeah. So I went to, I mean, there were a lot of Victorinox shops, uh, authorised resellers and all this kind of stuff. Uh, this was one uh, right right at the top of uh, Gornagrat. Uh, so this is where you can, you know, you're right in view of the Matterhorn and all that. All snow-covered mountains, all skiers are up there. Uh, and they're a great shop. And... Yeah, for the for those who don't know, Vic, yeah, Victorinox, one of the official makers of the Swiss Army knife and other other products. But the, their logo is the Swiss flag, but with the kind of little dents in the side. It's got that nice shield, it's like a shield 
kind of. So do, there, there are two official Swiss Army retailers. Yeah, there's, but Wenger's one. Wenger yeah. and the Victorinox. Both, I think, both claim to be the original. I, I yeah. believe Victorinox is. I think they're both owned by by Victorinox now. Oh really? I think okay. I think they're both the same company. But they so for years and years they were competing to be like the official, you know, Swiss Army knife. And because Switzerland is so sickeningly neutral, they used to order fifty percent of knives from Wenger and exactly fifty percent from Victoria, so as not to upset it either of them. I like that. I like um, that. That's funny. So, Nick, what are we talking about today? Um, well, I thought we might talk about uh, internet law. Uh, now, this has been in the news this week again, uh, and it's been rumbling on ever since the the turn of the year. Uh, but, and in fact, I remember having a conversation with you uh, at New Year, uh, which we didn't record, um, but I thought it was worth, worth revisiting some of the stuff that happened, first of all, on, uh, on the 1st of Jan, um, which was, well, simul- simultaneously, we've got Vietnam, okay, not a country known for its... Bastion of freedom, freedom and prosperity. Um, passing, passing a law effectively banning online dissent okay this is criticism of the government uh, and and compelling internet service providers to remove content that that the government deems to be against the government anti-government within 24 hours which was a, a, a serious thing to happen and not many people reported it um, but also I want to come on to the EU law stuff that's um, that's happened i mean again this has been rumbling on for years and been debated and got to various stages in well, the in eu the copyright directive has been around for years and years it, it, exactly but this, this latest version of the eu copyright directive um has just in the last few weeks um been kind of ratified away again i don't know the specific point it's passed but it got voted on in the european parliament um and there's some controversy surrounding exactly how it how it passed um but I want to talk about all that. But first of all, I'm going to have a nice bit of my tea. Welcome back. Now, I appreciate that you've only had a, about a 10 second break, but my brother and I have been researching for the last hour or so. So we've finished our tea and we're now onto the scotch. So here you go, Nick. Thank you very much. What are, what are we drinking? I think this is Talisker Storm. It's either Storm or Sky. Okay. Um, and this this is the problem, isn't it, with decanters? Well, the noise. No, the, not knowing what's in it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, I know. I keep forgetting. So your health. There you go. So, cheers. Cheers. Oh, lovely. I like a good. That's definitely Isla. Of course, yeah. Right. So, um, in the intro, we've talked about Vietnam, and that's what I want to start first. Even though stuff's been happening in the EU and over here. Uh, and very specifically, in the last week or so, there have been news announcements. I want to come back to, let's, let's just get the title of the country right, shall we? The Socialist Republic of Vietnam, to give it its full title. Always, always good. Um, I, I particularly like the document that we found here, which is the, the draft law uh, that got passed on the 1st of January uh, of this year. And under the words Socialist Republic of Vietnam, it's like this is like the header of this document. What does it what does what does it say under underneath? Independence, freedom and happiness. <laughs> that is that's just Ministry of Peace stuff, isn't it? Independence, yeah. freedom. It's the happiness that I think 
is the funniest of those. And you, I mean, if you have to write that stuff down under I mean, the I name, can, I, so I can understand independence because lots of these socialist states want to stand on their own. Like North Korea will do everything possible Absolutely. to avoid interacting with anybody else. That's why they had that mass famine in the nineties when they could have just traded with China yep. um, to get food. So I can understand independence. The other two, not so much. Freedom and happiness. I don't think so. Well, well are you not pro freedom and pro happiness? I, I am not. I don't think either of those two uh, come from socialism. Um, no. So anyway. So the governing scope, Article One, of this law on cybersecurity. Now, isn't it quaint that they've called it cybersecurity? T- to be honest, I, I haven't actually looked to see whether any of the you know the draft stuff that talk about in in this country uses the word cybersecurity. But that that's such a nineties word. Is that because it's been translated from Vietnamese? Maybe it's the you know English is obviously maybe a second language to whoever did this. Maybe, but anyway, this law stipulates the activity of protecting national security and securing social order and safety on cyberspace, and the responsibilities of related agencies organizations and individuals that's the governing scope that's a very grand plan isn't it five-year plan social order brilliant um and obviously it it then makes loads of definitions about what cybersecurity is and all that i'm going to jump straight to article eight this this was the key thing for me and this is article eight prohibited acts now what we talked about in the intro was about dissension one, using cyberspace to perform any of the following acts. And then we have A, B, C, D, etc., etc., etc. Any access stated in sub-article, yeah, fine. Using cybersecurity to perform organising, deploying, colluding with, inducing, bribing, deceiving, involving, training or drilling any persons to oppose the state of the Socialist Republic of Vietnam. That's a good one. That's incredible. So... Any, any negative speech on the internet against the state is illegal, is that? Yes. Using cyberspace to perform any of the following acts, distorting the history or negating a revolution achievement, sabotaging great national unity, offending any religion or discriminating on the grounds of sex or race. That's, in, that's incredible. I mean, to put those things together, to... You know, I, I get the, the, the good intentions of people who might say, well, on the internet, I don't want anyone to discriminate on the grounds of sex or race. I, I, that, I, I mean, I don't, I don't believe that that stuff is legislating for on the internet and that the, the content, that if, if, if someone posted content, that it should be removed or banned because I think that it speaks for itself. If discrimination is bad, then people are going to see that it's bad. But to put that along with negating a revolution achievement, I mean, I know, I know these socialist companies, they love their revolutions, don't they? they as, as in, they like to kind of deify the whole process, don't they? And, and celebrate them. Uh, but in, in law, in law. Um, the next one, giving misleading information, causing confusion among the people, damages to socioeconomic activities or difficulties for authorities' operations or officers on official duty or encroaching upon any legitimate rights and interests of any other entities or individuals. Now, I mean... But they've already been encroached on by yeah. the rest of that legislation, surely. Albeit, I like that what they've done there is they've not just put any rights, they've put any legitimate rights, and obviously they get to define... Well, no, I mean, look, they get to define what rights means and very specifically what legitimate means. Um, I, it, 
and and it goes on. Uh, I mean that it, it's it, it's crazy. So obviously, it's got stuff like you know conducting a cyber attack and cyber terrorism, a cyber espionage. All that stuff is bad. But to me, this this idea that if you do anything that that opposes the state, I mean, it says this to oppose the state. Now, the state is a capital S. Let's be clear in this that that's against the law. I think that's quite chilly. So if I move on, though, to what uh, the companies actually have to do. So Article 26, this is under cybersecurity protection activities. Now, elsewhere, it defines the specialised force, the, the special forces that will exist in the Ministry of Public Security. I mean, I'm saying all this stuff. You're just grinning from ear to ear as I say this stuff because it is, it is straight out of 1984, isn't it? Absolutely. The, the, the Ministry of Public Security. But what, what it talks about here, this Article 26, Information Security on Cyberspace. And I apologise because this stuff is dry. But it, it's a kind of important to know. I'm, I'm reading this straight from, straight from this law. Websites, web portals, or specialised pages on social networks of agencies organizations and individuals so that's it i mean that's anything has any website you and i could host a website in vietnam or whatever and and that includes facebook it includes includes everything shall not provide post or transmit information with any content as stated in sub article 16.1 etc etc which i'll come back and read to you in a minute these 16 ones hereof and any other information prejudicial to national security Two, local and foreign enterprises, when providing services on telecommunication networks and the internet, or value-added services on cyberspaces in Vietnam, shall be responsible to. And so again, so let's just see what this is covered. We're talking about websites, web portals, social networks of organisations and individuals. That covers everything. Then you've got local and foreign enterprises. Now that covers all companies. When providing services on telecommunications networks and the internet, well, that covers any electronic communication in the entire country, shall be responsible to, and then it goes on. Now, again, I'm going to come back to the things in Article 16, which are the specific things it wants you to do. I'm going to paraphrase this, this, this next one, which is about storing the information about users. And this is talking about digital accounts, okay? This is you logging in, this is your name and address, and all that kind of stuff that you would register on this. But... They have to provide that information to the special forces in the Ministry of Security when, when asked. Without a warrant, just in writing. They just have to write to them and say, give me the information about you, Mr. User, and you logging on. Then also to prevent the sharing of information or delete information of any content that is banned on their systems within 24 hours, as asked for by the special forces, and keep logs, system logs, for the purpose of investigating and handling the violations of legislation on cybersecurity for such period as specified by the government. So the point here is, you've got to record everything that everyone's doing. ISPs and companies like Facebook record everything everyone's doing, just in case the government wants to say, I want to investigate that person right over there. Tell me everything they've been doing. And then I'll tell you whether or not I think it's broken the law and you've got to delete it. So to come full circle back to Article 16 that this refers to, to 
big document, unfortunately. So Article 16, the prevention and handling of information contents in cyberspace that are for propaganda against the state of the Socialist Republic of Vietnam. So it just comes back to dissent again. So anything said against the state is deemed propaganda, presumably. Yeah. I mean, you know, this also has the instigating violent disturbances, disrupting security, disrupting public order, in violation of the economic management order, whatever, whatever So we've got is. the social order and the economic order now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, information contents in cyberspace for propaganda against the state include propagandising to distort or defame the people's government, causing a psychological warfare, inciting an aggressive war, an aggressive war. What, as opposed to a peaceful war? I mean, what, what, an aggressive? Can we not just say war? Or causing division or enmities between nations, religions and the people of countries. Offending the nation, national flag, national emblem, national anthem, great people, great leaders. <laughs> I mean, it just goes how, on. How do you determine if a flag has been offended? Uh, I don't know. Uh, or, or an anthem. <laughs> this music has, has been offended. Uh, calling, campaigning, incitement, threatening, sowing division, carrying out armed activities or using violence to oppose the people's government. And it, and it goes on. Uh, there's a particularly good one about um, embarrassing or slanderous information. I mean, Im just embarrassing is, in, is, you know, is bad enough. Uh, so embarrassing could, so let's be clear, that could be information that is absolutely true. Yes. It's only embarrassing because they did it. And because they and didn't because want they were, anyone else to know about it. And because they were video doing it or whatever. Yes. Seriously offending any other person's honour, prestige or dignity. Now, let's just say for an example, so what, someone in any position of power, now I'm talking here not just about someone in the government, but in any position of authority in a company or something, okay, this is, that, that does something wrong and gets found out about it and gets published, the embarrassing thing you've just mentioned there that they didn't want finding out, well, absolutely you are offending their personal honour if you reveal that information that is very important that everyone knows about. So what this law actually gives you is a right to do anything you like as long as... You, well, no, and, and no one is allowed to expose it online? I mean, it, it certainly sounds that way. It, it's crazy, isn't it? Um, and, and, it and it goes on. I, mean, I, I don't know where else to go with this other than... This is a really sinister, scary law. It's passed in Vietnam, which is a place that lots of people like to go and, and, and visit. It's got, a lot, it's got a lot of history. It's got some amazing, amazing places. Uh, but that's what the government want to do. That well, I said, they, they passed it on the 1st of January. You've got a tweet. I do. I was going to come to this. Um, so this is, this is a tweet from Mark Field, MP. Uh, and He's a minister. He is, and he was over in he was he's Asia, Minister Asia and Pacific and, Minister. Okay, Minister for Asia and Pacific, and he was over in Vietnam. Uh, I think a day or so after this law but was yeah, passed. Yeah, so, so this this was a, this tweet was the day after. This was the second of January. Oh God! And this tweet says, "A free press and a free internet help economies grow and innovate. Media freedom will help Vietnam realize its enormous potential." Fascinating discussion with those involved in the sector here. A free that, press that was, and a free internet the day after these laws that was, were passed. Let's be clear, that was him visiting Vietnam. And talking about and this stuff. Talking about a free internet. And we just passed that. Tell me how that... I mean, I, I agree with him. But that's not a free internet. Is no, that, it? That's not, that's not the, 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 the state in Vietnam at all. No. 
No. And in fact, you know, when, again, we're going to talk in a minute about stuff that's happening over here. What, he's, what he wrote there on the 2nd of January isn't compatible with any of the stuff that's been talked about in the last week. Unless, again, what you do is we redefine spit. the word free. And that's what people are attempting to do over here, I think, is it allows you to say free speech, but... Well, the, and, and also the way they're defining it is they're saying, oh, well, you're, it's freedom from this and freedom from that as opposed to freedom. Yes. It's something Steve Jobs did when he was trying to kind of ban porn on the iPhone and everything. He said, oh, yeah, we, we, we love freedom. You, we want you to have freedom from porn and freedom from this and freedom from abuse. And that's, sorry, that's, Steve, that's, that's not freedom. That's twisting it, isn't it? Okay, so... So just, just to go back to this, though, so yep. sites like, like Facebook, uh, Twitter, etc., they're still allowed to have this content on their site. So they just need to remove it within 24 hours. They have to try and prevent it. Right. They, that, 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 yeah. That's the key thing because that's yeah. been talked about in a number of, it's been talked about in America it, recently. It's been talked yes. about over here. And I've got, a, I've got a quote from someone from Instagram. Apparently, Instagram would have to hire 30,000 reviewers oh. reviewing, no, no, reviewing at one review per second if it was responsible for user content. That's how ridiculous this yes. is. 30,000 yes. people reviewing one Instagram post per second, which is obviously unachievable. So, so right, so this is, this is where um, some of this latest stuff, so I, I kind of feel actually I want to move past the EU copyright directive. For, for those who want to research it, just go to savetheinternet.info. I mean, there are other sites as well. The EU copyright directive and search for the words link tax and meme ban. I think the meme ban has been changed recently, hasn't it? Apparently it does. So I read something the other day that it's apparently they're exempting memes and GIFs now. Right. Okay. And just okay, just to be clear, it is GIF. It is not GIF. Okay. I know, <laughs> I know the inventor. I know the inventor came out a couple of years ago and said, "Oh, I originally I always wanted it to be intended to be GIF." You don't get a say in that. If you create a word, then you can decide how it's pronounced. If you use an acronym, acronyms take the attributes of the first word. The first word being graphical has a hard G. If it was German interchange format, it would be a GIF. It's graphical interchange format, so it's a GIF. I didn't know that. That's the rule. So you don't you don't get to decide. I thought acronyms. it was. I thought. I thought. I mean, obviously, let's be very clear here. This is the difference between an acronym and an abbreviation. Oh, of course. An acronym is an abbreviation, but an acronym is you pronounced. Say the word. Yes. Yes. Like radar. Like radar. radar. Yeah. Yeah. And laser. laser. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. The, the only ones. <laughs> the two main ones. The two ones that anyone wants to talk about. Um, but I didn't realise that you took the sound of the of the letter as spoken in the first word. Yeah, you, you take the attributes that. of the first word. So because graphical interchange, it's GIF. If it was German, it would be GIF. I have learned something today. But anyway, so, so they're saying now that it's not going to apply to memes. Okay, and, so it's and, not quite a meme. Band. And GIFs, no. But so what? How do you define a meme? What you know? What? How? How they define it? Is it? Is it an image with text on it? Is it text above the picture? Is it text on the picture? Oh, yeah, if you want to get around the rules, can you just stick a little bit of text on the picture and just claim that it's a meme? If you're posting something, does the text have to be visible to the human eye, or can it? Can you have like an adjusted contrast so you can't actually see it to get around this? But even if it, it's, it's just, you can see how bonkers this I is, totally, can't you? Totally. The, the point is, you don't want government defining anything. Government didn't well, invent exactly. the meme. Uh, it just, it just happened. Um, well, let's, okay, let's briefly talk about the link tax before we move on to the other online harm stuff of, of the last week or so. Because we've also got the porn ban coming in as well. and you know, it, So much internet law stuff coming out at the moment. But the link tax was... The, 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 
the crazy idea, and uh, you said it before we started recording, it only takes a half a brain <laughs> to see through this, let alone the fact that it's been tried already. So it, this was in... Tried and failed. To talk, talk about what, what was already been done. So it was a similar, a similar tax was tried in Spain. So um, talk about the specifics of what they actually wanted to do. Well, so the, the, if, if you had a, a link to, uh, an, say you're like an aggregator and you had a link to... Uh, like Google News. Specifically like Google <laughs> News, um, and we'll come on to that. So if, you, if you're like a news aggregator and you have links to other, other sites, other news stories, maybe a picture, maybe a small bit of text, they wanted to, to, uh, to, to, you to pay royalties um, to you know, whoever you're taking the, the link from. The content producer. The content producer. Precisely. So the, the idea was that you would pr somehow protect these content producers from getting their content stolen. It's you and I know that's not stolen. You're, you're doing them a favour. You are providing a link to their content. Exactly. So what what happened was Google News said, "Well, we're not going to do that. We're just going to stop." This was in, in Spain. In Spain in 2014, Google yes. News said that there's there's no reason for us to do this. We're, we're not going to make any money out of it at all. We're just going to be you know pay, paying these royalties for for nothing. So we'll just stop the service. It's not in our economic interest to do that. So and they. So they, they stopped the they service, turned they, they turned off Google News in Spain, and what happened? All the content producers were complaining because they were no longer getting the traffic and they were no longer making the money. So the, the specific people that you know this law was supposed to protect were, were shouting out saying, you idiots, what have you done? You've just, you know, we've got like a third of the traffic that we once had. So, so they, they got rid of it. So it's been tried before, it's cate you know, categorically failed. Yeah, I and think the, similar the, things have been tried in Belgium and Germany Belgium as well, as well. yeah, yeah. So yeah, this idea. I mean, what is the internet for if it's not for linking to other content? And surely you're doing someone a service. But it's not a net, by is it? No. <laughs> they're, they're, they're gonna, it's not the internet be an is not a net anymore, yeah. is it? If they do this, it's and there be will crazy. be nothing inter about right. it. It's just going to be lots of standalone websites. So yeah, oh, it's incredible, incredible. Yeah. Okay. So that that's the idea of the link tax, which has now. Again, it's reached some milestone in the European Parliament, albeit they were basically conned into voting for it. So do you, know, do, you know, do you know specifically what happened? No, tell me about this, because all I heard was it was a bit on the edge. Well, well yeah, so I've, I've looked into this a little bit more, and I know we chatted about it before. So there, there, there have been votes on the, on the legislation. Now, the, this is in the EU Parliament? Yes. Yeah. So what, what happens is, and I guess, I guess we should talk, talk through the way that people vote in the EU as well, in that, say, in Britain... You walk down a corridor and you turn left or right, depending yes. on if it's an yes, a, a, I, an I or a nay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, if you want to vote yes for something, you go down the corridor and you you, you, know, you walk into a specific room and you vote, and, and it's a specific and you get room. physically counted. Yeah. Yes, and and then you you stand in another room if you if you're a nay. Um, so it's you know you can't you can't get this wrong. The voting lobbies. Well, look, it's, you can it's, get it wrong, but it it's would less likely. It, yes. it's less likely to get wrong. In the EU, they have iPads or whatever, and they vote electronically. So they're just kind of tick, 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 tick. Yes, yes, no, yes, no. Uh, and what happened was so. So the original, uh, the original legislation, overwhelmingly passed. But there was another law, uh, or there was, there was some other amendment to to say whether future amendments to this legislation could take place. Right. So what was happening was most people were 
fans of the overall copyright law, but it was just these, these two articles. And there was another amendment to say, can we get rid of these or other amend uh, other articles? This is link down tax the mean line. Ban. Yeah, link, link tax and mean ban. So Article eleven and Article thirteen for those who want to search for it. Uh, so there was there was an, uh, this this the legislation that would have allowed amendments and those to be removed. That was the one where the order was changed. So people went at the last minute, at the, at the last moment, literally that morning. So people went in thinking, I'm going to vote yes, yes, no, 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 and because they changed the order or they added something in, were voting for the wrong thing, and it passed by five. Oh. And, and 13, well, 13 MEPs came up and said, well, no, I didn't want to vote for that. But the EU still didn't turn it around. Which they have done, and I've looked into this, they have, they have done this in the past as well. And I know they've overturned EU referendum and, and, and those yeah, kind of things. Yeah. But they've actually overturned legislation in the past. If MEPs have come and said, oh, I voted for the wrong thing, there's been a mistake. Um, but, but they didn't do it this time. But not this time, because they really want it to pass. I mean, it's you know yet yet another reason why we don't want to be part of this particular. particular I mean, it, so this, this reminds me of that. that um, Bob, do you remember Bob Crow? Yeah. Um, who I used to disagree with everything he said, but he's quite. I used to this is a, a union leader. Uh, was RMT, it the RMT? RMT, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, but he 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 wanted to. He wanted to have an email tax back in the day, <laughs> so you'd be taxed. At, I think, an email tax. I think, I think everyone would be taxed. <laughs> for and he did he did the maths on his pocket calculator. Um, the, the, you know, we'd, we would we would save billions. If, save billions? Well, what generate billions worth in, in tax if everyone was was taxed, you know, like a penny on, on every email. Or maybe no one would send the emails. Well, exactly. Yeah, you'd, you'd switch to some other form of. Or well, they need tax that. Yeah, of course you would, but it's, it's that Carry kind pigeons. of that kind of luddite um, attitude, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But let's move on from that. So this is all about internet law, internet law the world over, but. Just going back to something you said about about Facebook and uh, no, sorry, Instagram and the number of uh, human beings they would need. Yeah, Thirty thousand reviewing one post per second each. Well, which is impossible. So it would be more than that. Um, I wrote a blog post available at soundingboard.com a couple of weeks ago when Mark Zuckerberg was out there asking, begging the government, begging governments. Please regulate me. Please pass a law. Once they get to a certain size, big well, most but not all big companies, but most big companies always do that. There are some notable exceptions. Microsoft, for example, didn't yeah. want anything to do with that. They were, you know, they, they yeah. were quite principled back in the day, and that's why they had all the antitrust laws and stuff against them because they didn't play ball. They weren't lobbying the government. Um, but most companies, when they get to a certain size, they think, "Hang on a second. We can, we are now at a size that we can cope with reg regulation. We can we can afford this regulation, and if we if we have this here now, we can cope with it. Nobody else can. So if you want to enter our market, that's tough. You, you know, it's it's too expensive. So it's, it provides just a barrier of entry. Yeah, uh, uh, Facebook. If I mean you're talking about human beings there, what it would more likely be is, and we know, look, we both work in the software industry. We know that there's no piece of software in the world that's perfect, let alone one that can identify, either in, even in just in written form, let alone pictures, videos, and audio that is posted, because it's very much you know, a rich media internet nowadays, to be able to filter, and this is what they're talking about, filters, to be able to prevent someone. So you and I would, would upload something, and as we click post, there would be some clever bit of software that Facebook have written that would check it to see if it's against the law and against the regulation, uh, and then come back to you and say, oh, "I'm sorry, that that you know that breaks the law." 
Now, they almost certainly are going to write those pieces of software, but they won't be perfect. But, but also the point is, let's say that software costs $2 billion to create. So that means if you want to be a social media company, you have to have a minimum of $2 billion startup funds. So as you just said there, there's a, that's a massive barrier to entry into the market. When all of the same politicians in America and in the UK, the, the ones that bash, and it's not just politicians, you just, just go and read The Guardian, people bashing the so-called tech giants, it's all about the fact that they've got all this control over everyone because they're so big and they're monopolistic and whatever. And what they want to do is entrench them by allowing them to then spend a couple of billion dollars, be seen to be working with government. Of course, of course we want to, in quotes, protect people and whatever. But all it does is shut out the new entrant. And it also, so one of the other reasons that big companies like regulation is because it kind of, it transfers some of the responsibility from them onto the government as well. So, well, hang on, we were just abiding by the regulation. Yes. So it provides like a level of cover for them. That's another reason why they, why they like it. Well, and government get to say they're working with big business. Big business say so they get to working with government. It's, it, it goes hand in hand. And it's where, well, look, let's face it, it's where um, cronyism comes from. Uh, yeah, the, the, you, can't, you can't be a crony unless you've got someone to kiss ass with. <laughs> in this case, the government. Uh, and so that's how, that's how this horrible symbiosis exists between big business and uh, and big government but then even more has happened so yeah you've got your facebook calling for regulation we've written about that we've spoken about that but then in the last week we've had our home secretary and culture secretary uh deliver a joint press conference delivering some new white paper or whatever it is on online harms now i mean even just the term online harms well so so this this really winds me up when people equate online abuse to physical abuse when they start calling it harm when they start calling it violence what what then happens is people people then become you know they associate the two together and they think well hang on i'm this is violent i'm being harmed and then what happens is it justifies it justifies actual violence yeah um which is where you get like antiference and you know these, these other protesters where they you know they, they, they believe that they're justified in using physical violence yeah. against an online threat yeah uh and, and again stuff has been written about this already about the fact that the what the, what they're what the, these ministers these secretaries of state are saying is they want to they want to start a whole new regulator so and to be clear and i i, I know a lot about this because i work in the telecoms industry our regulator is Ofcom, but they want to start a new regulator, another state regulator. You're wincing again. <laughs> but this time, specifically just to regulate these uh, online activity, as opposed to the companies that provide the access. Which, you know, I work for one of these companies. But the actual content to, to somehow tame the internet... I mean, it's, uh, Toby Young's written well about this on The Spectator, the Spectator yeah. and he's tweeted about it. He, he calls it iPlod, this new regulator. But, you know, off-web or whatever they'll, they'll call it. it. Sajid Javid, the Home Secretary, has been responding to his tweet saying, uh, you know, I think, you know I, I think that trying to prevent people from putting terrorist material and 
beheading videos and all this kind of stuff on there is, you know, it's absolutely the right thing to do. And that's what I'm defending. But the point is, is this online harms paper talks about way more than that, way more than that. And again, it talks about it, it starts getting into this Vietnam territory in terms of defamation and what you might publish about another person and what constitutes harm. And it's a bit crazy. Well, so, so you know, any, any kind of offence is purely subjective. And the wider the audience, the more chances you have of offending someone. You know, I mean, I, I could offend you in a moment. Um, you know, and there's just two of us. Imagine if I was giving a talk to 100 people and I say something, you know, remotely controversial. The chances I'm going to offend a proportion of it. What if you're putting something? If you're putting something on the internet and it's available to the entire world, yeah. you know, approximately well, almost seven billion people, everything's going to offend somebody. Yes. So how how do you draw the line? How do you determine what what you're allowed to be offended about and what you're not allowed to be offended about? I think we need some kind of regulator that then looks at it's all the just, content it's on the internet all bonkers. and decides it. But you see, this this to me goes to the heart of what you and I believe in and want to try and get across on these podcasts, which is the difference between subjectivity and objectivity and how if you need a person if you need someone in charge to agree what and this is the subjective bit to agree what's right and what's wrong they can get it wrong and they can obviously be corrupt and they can be in it for their own gain and they can be in it to control other people and etc 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 and you can apply that not just to this it what i Again, this, this comes back to, what, two podcasts ago when I was saying how relaxed I was about Brexit exposing the weaknesses of the state system and, and government and politics and all this kind of stuff. The only positive I can see about these laws getting talked about now is that surely it exposes this, this same weakness in you've got to have the right people in charge. And that's a problem. If you have to have the right people in charge, how did, how will you ever know whether or not they they're the right people and they're your people? And the, and the only other the only other positive thing that um, I know we discussed this previously before um, is that obviously the most tech savvy people are the are the, are the youngsters. Aren't yes, they? I mean you you and I are kind of exceptions, but you know. The, well, the, we grew up in that age, though. But yeah. Um, but what people are going to be doing after all this? is instead of using their internet normally, they're going to be thinking, well, hang on a second, I can't do this because I'm in the EU, I can't do this because I'm in Britain. I'm just going to use a VPN. So they'll VPN out to Switzerland or Singapore or Hong Kong or somewhere. I mean, Switzerland's the obvious one. Yeah, yeah. Because it's in Europe. It's, it's close, still, it's still, yes. In network terms, relatively close. Um, so they'll VPN over to Switzerland, do all their internet surfing from there, and then their entire, you know, they'll have a tunnel from here to Switzerland and all their traffic will be protected. So, so okay. that, that's a good thing. So let's right. So let's just quickly talk about the, uh, the 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 porn age limit thing. Then, so again, something. I mean, uh, as we're recording this, it is the seventeenth of April. So I heard today on the radio, Margot James, who is the minister. Of, she's not the culture secretary. She's the minister for digital. Digital watches. Exactly. Digital. <laughs> It's, I hate it when they do that with a word. The Minister for Digital, uh, nothing. So she was on the radio today, and I imagine there were announcements and press releases and whatever, um, giving the final sign-off. And this has been, again, this has been rumbling on for months and years. It was supposed to come into effect last April, and again on the 1st of April, just gone, 
Now it's going to be three months' time because she's given the go-ahead. And this is porn sites uh, that need to... Anyone in the UK who's under 18 will need to have their age verified. Well, no, everyone No, sorry. Of course. In order to prevent <laughs> those people who are under 18, they need to have uh, their age verified. And you can do this by either you know, giving your credit card details over and having it verified by some small payment that gets reversed or something, I don't know how these things are, and the fact that you need to be over 18, I think, to have a credit card. Or you can go and get some kind of ID from a news agent or something like that. Porn license? Well, that's basically what it is, isn't it? A porn permit. That then these websites will again, they will verify your identification. And it's ID cards all over again. Well, yeah, and you still, you know, you probably don't want these porn sites knowing who you are, I guess. I, I would imagine that's part of the <laughs> part of it is that you you know it's anonymous, and you don't want anyone finding out. Well, again, the the point is, this goes across the board. This isn't just the the your porn habits. This is your entire internet browsing history. And class the classic thing is people saying, "Oh, well, you haven't done anything wrong. You've got nothing to hide, and all of that." But we just talk about then the protections that this Vietnam law offers which is that anyone, you know, no one is allowed to be embarrassed online or cause damage to their um, well, reputation. And yeah, yeah, but no, we're talking about the individual, like a person even just sat running a company can do it really badly and no one's allowed to publish that they have because it would affect their honour. You know, this is, this, is, this is crazy stuff. But as you've said, and all the articles I've read about this, say, well, the young generation, the, the porn-watching generation, are just going to go, Oh, I'll have that VPN now. And as you say, the, the knock-on effect of that is they probably won't just turn the VPN on to watch porn and then turn it on again, turn it off again. They'll go, I'm going to protect all my browsing. Well, so that's what I do on my phone and on my laptop. It's, it's just got the VPN running. That's it. Yeah. You know, it just go, when I turn on my phone, it, it, it comes on. Because you, know, you don't want to have to turn it on and turn it off. No. It doesn't slow you down. So just have it on. No, no. And, and this is... This is modern technology. This is stuff that anyone can go and can go and buy now. And if we end up, because again, the Snoopers Charter, remember that? You know, that's been debated loads of times as well. And is it happening? Isn't it? I mean, we've had Home Secretaries talking about trying to break encryption. I mean, it's just it's nonsense because they just don't understand it. But the point is, actually, if you make it look like all your internet traffic comes from another country, a country outside of these jurisdictions... Well, so Switzerland's good because it's outside the 14 eyes as well. So you've got the five eyes, and then you've got the nine eyes, and you've got the 14 eyes. So they, 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 they kind of share... Five eyes share lots of information, and then it kind of gets less and less. Switzerland is outside all of that. Yeah. And That's so it, it, the knock-on effect of a lot of this stuff might be that the amount of people in the UK that start using these privacy services for one of a better term uh, and likewise they might want to host their email it's, it's not just it's not just about using the vpn isn't it they might want to say do you know what i don't want google to have my email anymore and so i'll choose an email service out of the country uh and, and host a website in a particular place well so that's what we've done with files. you know we've had our emails are hosted in switzerland yes yeah, and they're, they're completely encrypted yeah exactly um and so if it encourages that it's a good thing my, my overall concern about that is that actually it'll end up just being the tech savvy people um, and then the, you know, the rest of the masses are still the ones that get, get surveilled constantly. Well, hopefully, you know, mobile phone manufacturers and these sorts of people will start making it easier for you to have like a VPN. Yes. Um, 
will start offering services yeah, themselves that's, that's, that go to these countries. That's the hope. Absolutely. Well, should we, should we grab another drink? Let's do it. So I'm actually feeling quite grateful that we don't live in Vietnam. I mean, that's, that's some good news, I guess. And, and let's be clear, sounding board, which basically just criticises the government. <laughs> it criticises all governments, but would, yes. You know, governments in general would be absolutely banned. There's, there's no way we'd be able yeah. to, to broadcast this in Vietnam. Um, no. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you that I'm, I'm glad that, that we don't have laws like that. At the moment, though, because it is, it is getting worse. <sighs> You get you get told you're alarmist when you talk about this stuff, but it, and you know I use phrases like thin end of the wedge because I think it is appropriate. But the EU copyright directive, this new online harms, you know, it'll be it'll be legislation if this so-called conservative government has its way, will end up with a web regulator, Facebook and Google and Microsoft and all the other big companies that ha that will have social media um, uh, sites will have to. Filter everything, which won't work, but that'll mean that they're the only ones who do it. I'm not sure I don't want to go and move to Switzerland instead. Well, yeah, you've just come from there, and you know you you, you wouldn't need a VPN if you. No, <laughs> I was over there. I was quite free over there. Um, I mean, I'm, and I'm I'm hoping that technology technology will will find a way. So you know, when when I'm when I'm using my laptop, um, so I'm I'm quite privacy focused, as you know, so. I don't use. Yeah, well, I I've only just started using a VPN. That you've been using. Yeah, so I, I, I use a VPN whenever I go onto the internet. I don't use Windows 10 or you know or, or OSX or Mac OS. I've got you know I, I use Linux. Yeah. Um, you know, I have a VPN running on my phone. I use Tor to surf the web. My emails are encrypted. All the note-taking software I have is 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 all encrypted as well. Um, you know, you and I store as much as we can. Um, in our own homes uh, yes. and, and not on online storage, so you know we we, we take precautions. So I'm, I'm I'm hoping, particularly with things like encryption. So you you know you you need encryption. You know when the government was talking before about oh yeah we need to kind of get rid of encryption. Well, how are you going to do your internet banking? For example? Exactly. You know, it's, 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 it's bonkers. Um, but even then, if they if they demand if they have some kind of ridiculous rule where they demand your keys. There's, there's a, um, I've talked about it before, it's called, I think it's called steganography, where yes. stuff is encrypted more than once. Yes. So it gets encrypted into like a cat photo and then encrypted again. So when they encrypt it, they just get this cat photo. Brilliant. It, it takes up a lot of space, but obviously, you know, in, in years to come, space isn't going to be an issue. I, I, I think it's genius. The, the fact that you can give out a key that will give someone a different message. Exactly. I think is fantastic. Um, but let alone the fact that even if you don't use cryptography per se, then all you'll end up doing... We'll have a pen just, and paper. Well, well we? for a start, and a we'll go back to less digital means. You're right. But actually, you'll just go back to... It'll be code words. I mean, you, you know, you, if you want to criticise the government, you won't say government. You'll say criticise the, you know, curtains. And you, you'll, you'll end up with these synonyms for, for words. And you'll be able to write a whole sentence that sounds innocuous. But you're... Your followers, the people who know what you're talking about, there'll be a secret code, it'll just turn into a secret language. So you can't get around these things. I, I'm with you in that I think the technology um, always is, is one step ahead. And um, again, working for, a, working for a, a company that not only provides internet connections, but writes software to both protect and make those internet connections better. I mean, I'm always wary of the regulator looking over our shoulders, but at the same time, I know that if they write a regulation, it'll already be out of date. By very definition, 
you cannot regulate technology because it's just moving too fast. And so as long as we always use the latest technology, then I think we'll probably always be free. On that note, should we end it? I think we should. Thank you very much for listening to this latest edition of Sounding Board. Go to soundingboard.com and download all our previous editions. Go onto your favourite podcast apps and share us and rate us and review us and do all the things that will help more people listen to us.